0: Hey to all you fish enthusiasts out there. Whether you're an avid angler or just curious about fish, we'd like to welcome you to Fish of the Week. I'm Katrina Liebich with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service in Alaska.
1: And I'm Guy Uro, an unaffiliated fish enthusiast.
0: (laughs) It's Monday, February 15th, 2021, and we're excited to talk about all the fish. The Fish of the Week is the lake trout. We have a special guest today, Jared Stone, who's a biologist with the Office of Subsistence Management in Alaska. He's also an avid lake trout fisherman. Can I say that about you, Jared? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen all your pictures on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess my first question would be, you know, how would you describe a lake trout to someone who hasn't seen one before?
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're they're uh, an amazing fish. They'd be really big. They grow to be sometimes really fat and they're kind of the top predator in their own environment. They um, have special color markings that allow them to be camouflaged, essentially. And so they have this kind of dark gray to sometimes green backs with uh, white spots. And this really actually lets them uh, be great ambush predators. They, they kind of blend into the, the substrate environment that the, their forage fish, the fish that they eat, when they look down on the lake trout, they're, they're sort of camouflaged perfectly, which makes them uh, you know, really well adept at being uh, predators in their own environment.
0: Are lake trout your favorite fish to fish for? Is it the experience of you know, snow machining out onto the ice or like just what about them draws you to them?
2: Yeah, lake trout probably are one of my top five favorite fish to fish for. And for me, my favorite time to fish for them is in the spring, out of nowhere, you see this dark mass come out of nowhere and start to follow your spoon. And there's like three to five seconds there where you're like, oh, he's coming, he's coming. And then finally, when that fish grabs it, they fight so hard and they're just they're so much fun to catch.
1: If they got this coloration that is kind of dark and helps them blend in with the bottom, are they kind of like is is that where they live? Are they down on the bottom? It
2: depends on the season. They they are kind of they're able to really go anywhere in the water column. They have this uh, unique adaptation uh, in their swim bladders that actually allows them to burp excess air out of their swim bladder through their esophagus and then let them raise and lower through the water column to better catch their fish.
0: I didn't know they burped. That's pretty cool.
2: And it's a unique adaptation that many fish don't really have. These fish typically love well oxygenated cold water, depending on the season, you know, like particularly in the summertime. The lakes become really well stratified with uh, different water temperatures in the the columns of the water. And so that cold water will actually sink down to the bottom of the lake, and that warmer water will reside on the the top of the lake. And generally in the summertime, when these layers of water become stratified, those fish, the lake trout in particular, like to spend their time down the bottom in that colder, more well oxygenated water. But then this all kind of changes come fall and winter. During the the fall months, these lakes experience what we call turnover. And there's a lot more mixing of the cold and and warm waters uh, in the lake. And so this allows the the lake trout then to feel comfortable to go into different parts of shallower areas that maybe they wouldn't spend time in. And then come winter, you have somewhat of a similar story um, with the water layers in the lake. But this too allows the fish to um, to go into shallower areas and into new bays.
0: So, what are they What are they eating typically?
2: So, lake trout are a, a piscivorous fish, which means that they are primarily eating only fish, and they are diet generalists. They they do not discriminate among their food fish. They will eat pretty much anything they can they can um, get their mouth on, and lake trout will actually eat prey items up to about half of their length. And so you've got a, a lake trout that's two feet long. It's not uncommon for that that two foot long lake trout to eat prey fish that are up to one foot in
1: length. Wow, so that's a two cool. foot long lake trout, is that a pretty common size that uh, someone might encounter when they're fishing for them?
2: I would say pretty common, depending on where you live. Um, they can grow to be oh, three to know, almost four foot long, some of these fish. I think currently the world record resides in Saskatchewan for a 102 pound flake trout. Wow. And I'm not sure the, the length on that fish, but it, it was likely very massive. And uh, when they reach those, those sizes, they're just real fat, real big. So their size is generally dependent on the environment that they live in. And so these fish grow very slowly. And these fish typically are, are long-lived fish they'll reach sexual maturity around six to seven years old, and then um, typically will grow to be 25 plus years of age. And there are a few um, exceptions to that. There, there's been some known fish to have lived up to about 60 years of age. Wow. They determine this, the aging is is done through aging the otoliths on, on the fish. These are the ear bones. And biologists can take a, a small section and put it under a dissection microscope and um, actually count the annuli, or the circuli on the otolith and determine its age based off of of those, um, those readings.
0: It's kind of like rings on a tree and aging trees. Super cool. I grew up in the Intermountain
1: West. I've worked out in Alaska. I have caught a lot of trout, salmon and char species, but lake trout has evaded me for some time. And when I was living in Utah, uh, I know that they there's an introduced population in Bear Lake, and I had some buddies who the only way that they could get to them is they'd go up in October when they were spawning. And they'd go out at night because that's when they're actually spawning, and they would use a uh, spotlight. And when they'd see them, they'd immediately turn off the lights so they don't spook them and they cast their flies at them and try and get them. And that's the only way that they could get them. And now I don't have a lot, I don't have a boat, I don't have riggers to really get down there. How, how do I catch these fish, or do you need that special equipment to actually go out and catch these lake trout?
2: You don't need that special equipment. Um, I think part of it is just knowing what times of the year they occupy different parts of the lake. And like you mentioned, during the summertime, the general practice to uh, catch lake trout is using downriggers, which deploys a small lead ball down, uh, you know, 60 to 100 feet deep. And it helps bring your lure to these depths where otherwise uh, it would be really difficult without without these, these downriggers. And so um, come spring and fall, those are your two time periods that Without a boat, uh, lake trout can be easier to, to target and to fish. When they're spawning, you definitely can see them sometimes in these shallow waters as shallow as like 3 to 15 feet deep. And um, that makes them uh, a little bit easier to target fishing. But also in the springtime, these trout also come into the shallows. And it's not exactly known why. I think, you know, I've mentioned a little bit before in the spring, there's um, another moment where the lake is what we call changing over and that cool water is mixing with the warm water and allows these fish to comfortably go into shallower areas come spring you can um, often find lake trout that are really eager to hit a spoon or to hit bait or to chase any kind of lure like you had mentioned uh, fly fishing and um, and so fly fishermen particularly like to target lake trout come spring and then also in fall when they're in shallower waters and they can be seen, which, cool you know, honestly, I just that just gets me all giddy thinking about it because these <laughs> huge lake trout just come out of nowhere and destroy your fly or your spoon. It's just it's an absolute blast.
0: So, so wow. Jared, in the winter time for ice fishing, how do you go about doing that? Are there some good techniques or tips that you have?
2: Yeah, so come winter time, um, you're you're looking for features on the lake that would be beneficial for you you're looking for transition zones or points or areas where maybe there's channels typically the depths that we fish in for lake trout can be anywhere from 12 to 50 feet and often we're using jigging techniques where we've got uh, a large lead bait like a jig and on that jig um, we'll use like maybe a four or five inch rubber worm or if you're allowed to bait is ideal. Um, particularly it seems these lake trout love to eat white fish mm. and smell. You can deploy a lot of different types of fishing lures and, and bait. Um, you just have to make sure that it is, uh, legal to use the baits.
0: Yep. So check in with the Alaska department of fishing game.
2: Um, you know, part of that I think is due just to how easy these fish can, can be caught. And, uh, and also, you know, there's management implications for these fish too. They're they're such a long-lived fish, and they don't reach their sexual maturity until they're older. And so, uh, they're they're a fish that can be overly overly exploited. And so, uh, be sure to check out your regulations gotcha. for the local areas that you
0: fish. Um, in terms of like line are you using braided line or mono what kind of pound test do you thinking? since these fish get they can get quite large
2: you can use either um, sometimes folks will use uh, braided line for their main section of line and that will generally be um, anywhere from 10 to 30 pound test and then that last little bit of leader um, can sometimes be like 8 foot to 10 foot of the monofilament and that really helps um, keep your your presentation of your lure a little bit uh, more disguised and so it's a little more inviting for the the lake trout to to come up to and and check out your your presentation and your lure.
1: Hey there! One thing that we want you to always keep in mind, regardless of what it is that you're fishing for, is safety. Every week we're going to give you one or two tips that you can use to stay safe while you're out on the water. Today we're talking about keeping warm out on the ice. Ice fishing has the potential to be a very fun activity for individuals and families alike, but the experience can be ruined if someone in your fishing party gets too cold. Winning the battle against winter temperatures starts with wearing the right clothes. Make sure to layer up because you can always take layers off, but you can't put on layers that you don't bring with you. Start with a base layer of long johns made of wool or polypropylene and build out to your coat and snow pants. I usually start my day with about four layers and get down to one or two by lunchtime. You will want some nice wool socks, some winter gloves, some people use the fingerless variety but I prefer just taking my gloves off when I have to, and you also want a warm hat. If you find that your extremities need a little extra warmth, you can invest in some hand warmers, either reusable or disposable. Lastly, when considering clothing material, avoid cotton, especially in your socks. Cotton absorbs and retains water and will wick away heat from your body if the material gets wet. So opt for wool or a synthetic material if you can.
0: have you and do you eat lake trout? If you do, are there some good ways to prepare them or cook them?
2: Yeah, I love lake trout. So there's a lot of great ways to to cook them and prepare them. Um, you can pan fry the fish, you can grill them, you can deep fry them, you can smoke them. Um, generally, the, the fish that we catch, I like to bring home and smoke. They just yeah. uh, preserve longer. You know, generally these fish are really big and and to um, cook off one fish for the night is just too much fish a lot of times. And so <laughs> we'll, we'll take maybe half the fish and, and smoke half of it and then take the other part of the fish and um, and then maybe have a meal or two out of it for dinner.
0: Yeah. Smoking seems like a good option for those fatty types of fish too. So that sounds, that sounds good.
1: Now, you two, Katrina and Jared, have obviously smoked a lot of fish between you. I have never actually, uh, prepared fish in that way. I'm curious if you could expand on how, how you go about smoking a fish.
2: Sure. Yeah. So, uh, what you commonly do is first prepare your fillets. People generally will have two different thought processes on, on where you take this next, there's either a wet brine technique or a, a dry rub technique. And I prefer to use a wet brine and I'll use a uh, soy sauce. Brown sugar. You can put in other little things, but that, that may, maybe uh, rice vinegar or orange juice. And you'll let the fish marinate in this for anywhere from 45 minutes to overnight. And then the next day, you'll pull the fish out of that marinade and run it under some fresh water to get rid of the excess uh, marinade. And then you'll pat dry the fish with paper towels. And then you'll start it in the smoker and I'll smoke the fish anywhere for uh, three to six hours, depending on the size of the pieces that I'm trying to do. And then when I'm done with it, um, the best smoked fish is the fish that's just coming right out of the smoker. And a lot of of fish is eaten just then. (laughs) The other method that you can use that's different than the wet brine method is the dry rub method. And you can come up with uh, your own kind of mix of dry spices. And you coat the outside of the fish uh, real liberally. And then when you're done, um, after a few hours, you'll rinse the fish in and, and cold water again, pull it out, and then smoke it.
0: That sounds awesome. What are some of the lakes in Alaska that have some big ones that you know of or some good places to fish?
2: Yeah, so that's a great question. So some of the lakes that have lake trout populations are... Predominantly in the interior and northern Alaska, and um, some of the lakes here that are, you know, close to South Central include uh, Lake Louise, Paxson Lake, Fielding Lake, and then there are some small populations of lake trout 2 and smaller lake systems in the Alaska Range.
0: Super cool. Thanks so much for joining us today, Jared. It's fun learning about Lake Trout today, and we hope if you're listening that you'll find some time to get out and enjoy all the fish.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Fish of the Week. My name is Katrina Libick, and my co-host is Guy Ero. This show is produced by David Hoffman of Citizen Racecar, assisted by Garrett Tiedemann and Kelsey Kors. Fish of the Week is a production of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, Alaska Region Office of External Affairs. As the service reflects on 150 years of fisheries conservation, we honor, thank, and celebrate the whole community, individuals, tribes, the state of Alaska, our sister agencies, fish enthusiasts, scientists, and others who have elevated our understanding and love as people and professionals of all the fish.